don't make your job who you are. Just make sure you keep it what you do. And uh, um, because if you define yourself by your work, well, it's not always going to hug you back. You know, there's ups and downs and loss and price increase and, and struggle and find employees, you know, all that stuff. Starting or growing your business is hard work. But now you are listening to the Better Business Podcast with me, Steve Cook, and I'm going to try and make it a little easier on you. We on this podcast help you grow a better business with real advice from professionals, and today is no different. Boom. Hello and welcome to another episode, a newly renovated episode of what was Chatter with Steve is now what I'm going to call Better Business Podcast for my test dummy is my dumbest friend, DJ David John Bowles II. DJ, introduce yourself as my closest friend. Um, I'm DJ Bowles, and yeah, I'm Steve's closest friend. Uh, grew up together, lived uh, together in college, and I even uh, I worked for Cookseed for a while, to be honest. DJ was, at one time, an employee of the Cook Empire. Um, so, besides working out the kinks in the new platform, Edition. I also wanted to have you on as an expert in something that I honestly have no expertise in, and that is having the courage to start a new business. Um, I think it's something that is probably one of the hardest parts in starting a new business, and I feel somewhat remiss that I have never had that opportunity of starting from absolutely zero. And I think that that's probably one of the hardest parts about it. And so um, what we want to talk about today is that person that is either A, you know, thinking about starting a business or B, maybe they've just started a business and things that maybe you could like forecast in the next two, three, four months that they're going to run into that, you know, they didn't even think of that, you know, maybe you could save somebody, um, some major uh, steps. So, you know, as far as starting a business, walk me through, you know, obviously I know your story being as close as we are, but kind of walk me through for people that are listening, what um, your experience was leading up to um, the class that you um, kind of started kicking around the idea of running a business with. So um, originally, like I've always wanted to open my own business. So the idea was always there. It was just, I didn't know when and I didn't know what. And, uh, you know, I worked closely with a lot of, uh, or I worked with a lot of people and I'd always mentioned that I wanted to own a business one day. And luckily all my bosses, including, uh, your dad, uh, would, they kind of showed me the ropes and how they ran their business. So I, I kind of had a little insight of what, what it took. But like you said earlier, none of that had to deal with starting it from the beginning, you know? Um, it just was kind of like, uh, how they, how they ran their business pretty much. But, um, what was your question? <laughs> well, walk me through like leading up to that, like the idea around the idea, like kind of where you're going, walk me through the idea of, of when you got the idea and what made you choose like, Hey, I want to open a popcorn <laughs> shop. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Um, that was all from the, the paper. So the assignment was to find a niche in the market in Stillwater because I was going to Oklahoma State at the time. And uh, so anyways, he said, hey, make a business plan about a business that's not in Stillwater. So we were looking for, for vacuums to fill pretty much. And one thing that wasn't in Stillwater was a popcorn store. And, you know, my, my dad, he sells uh, to concession stands um, for his living to baseball parks, maybe theaters, et cetera. So, uh, he kind of had an idea of what a popcorn store was. I did not. And uh, so I just started writing this paper, and which is kind of what it was at the time, was just a uh, popcorn store would be a pretty, pretty neat thing. So I wrote it, and the more and more I studied uh, to write my paper, there was an actual vacuum. I did not know that there wasn't many popcorn stores. And at this time, I was unaware of any in Oklahoma. Come to find out there were some. 
and that just keep uh kept creeping in on my uh my uh my motivation to do so because it was something that wasn't out there already you know so i was looking at it from a competitive point of view like wow there's no one doing this so if i can make a good product um and and run a good business then you know there's there's some big opportunity it's not like i was trying to start a local grocery store you know how long did you sit on the idea before you actually like was like i was going i'm going to do this so uh i wrote the paper my whole fall semester my senior year and it was pretty much like a i'm gonna go for this during christmas break and then so let me ask you this like I think that that's almost easier for someone that's like, let, let's say someone like is working in a job right now and they're like, I've always wanted to start this business or like you, like I wrote this paper. I think it would be a good business. I've always wanted to start that business with me. And I know like some others that I know they're consistently thinking of like, Oh, this would be a good business. This would be a good business, but never like committing to one, you know, new thing. Do you think that, there's um, a part of you that did you ever want to start something different than what you did? Or were you always just like, this is the only one I can see. I know now you think that, but, but back in the day, was there any, were you ever like, maybe I should start something different? Here's the difference. Ignorance is bliss in this situation. <laughs> so y'all know what it takes to run a business. You know, you know what all goes in and, and you know, the risk um, and you're well aware of the risk because you've experienced that most likely. And, you having a business, you're like, do I really want to give up this good thing going and start over for potentially better, but also potentially not better. So that's But at the time you're saying you're in college, so you had no No, oh no. There was no other option, and, so it didn't really matter. And, well that's why I tell people all the time is like my greatest strength is also my greatest weakness because I have a lot of self confidence, <laughs> you know. Like I I had enough to think it would work. And I had enough to not think about it not working, you know. Um, but that was based yeah. off of no no facts or studying. It was just like I thought this could work, and I was going to do it. Um, yeah, of course. Like I at the time, I didn't. I, like I said, like it was a biz It happened so fast. I didn't have time to think of oh, could I do another business? The thing that sparked me to do this right out of college was the idea of the popcorn store. Do you think that? Um, as far as like starting that, did you ever have any other, um, aspirations of starting something different or was it always at the time? Was it always the popcorn? Well, to be honest, um, oh, or was it between popcorn or get a job? <laughs> it was, well, I, I have a text from an employee. Uh, one second, one second. Okay. All right. Um, let me turn this phone on silent. Or don't. I mean. Well, I I sent it. You know, I'm newly wed, so I, I said call Mary. She can. She can handle. <laughs> call Mary. Um. Okay. What was the question? I'm sorry about that. So, as far as your decision to do the popcorn, was it always? Did you ever have any doubts of? I want to do something else or was it always between, you know, maybe I should get a job with a company or the popcorn deal? Well, what was the, well, I had my mind wrapped around the whole starting the popcorn business so quick that I couldn't think of what else I could do. I didn't know where I would apply. I had, no, cause you had a time crunch with graduation. Yeah. So it was one of those things where I had no <laughs> idea what I was going to do. I wrote the business plan and then I immediately said, well, you know, I think I'm going to try this. And then once I, I got a, that, that loan, I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to, like, if this wasn't doing, I'd still, I couldn't tell you what I'd do. You know, my original plan was to go into out, like outside sales. Um, I thought it'd be cool to be a traveling salesman. Um, selling what? No idea. But uh, that was my, that was my thinking was I was going to go into outside sales and start a business later on in life. And this happened and no, I didn't have any second thoughts or a backup plan or nothing. Yeah. So let's talk about like actually getting started. 
how did you find there's, you know, how to get a loan, how to start an LLC, how to sign a lease on a building, how to, you know, sign up for sales taxes and employee taxes. There's like all this stuff. And did you truly just like, you know, go around asking people or did you do research or how, what was your number one thing that you probably relied on the most? People that I knew and trusted that on their businesses. I mean, your, your parents are one. Um, they helped out with a lot of what you just said, literally. Um, my, and I was in college when we were doing a lot of this. So I'd, I'd be on the phone with my dad, like, cause he knows all the people I do. And, uh, he was helping me set up a lot of that stuff while I was gone. And, uh, I'd come down to, you know, sign paperwork and stuff like that and, and look at some buildings. Um, but no, literally, I didn't know anything. And I, pay, I paid attention in school. But, you know, the classes that I were in, I was a ma business management degree. It, it really didn't focus on the small business aspect of, of things. So uh, it was more of like being a CEO of a company down the line when you're like 60, you yeah. know. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I was very ignorant to everything. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't know anything, but a lot of it was just asking people what I needed. It, that was the kind of checklist. Then um, your city will let you know the rest. <laughs> yeah. They'll tell you how to get money to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's say you had to go back and you had to go back or let's say that somebody is sitting there and you can do it all over again for them. And you had 10 times more money. You had 10 times more budget than you had when you started. What would you spend all that on? I would, I would spend most of it, like, uh, spend most of it on, um, a lot of self promotion. It would have been nice to start off with, a, a lot of, a lot more branded things. Um, I would have started off with uh, flooring my kitchen a little different. You've been in there, <laughs> but no, like the layout or the um, the layout, the layout, um, the layout. Just like the the flow of things, like there's only a certain amount of things I can move around now. You know, now that the building is the way it is, um, right? I would have definitely moved it around. How could you have done that differently? Do you think like not spending as much money on like the initial construction until you got figured out what you needed? Or, I mean, is there a way around that? Well, it, it's just like experience. That's the thing. Like in Edmond, was like the second store, I laid it out a little bit more like I liked it, but it was, I honestly didn't know the flow of the business, you know, cause I'd never done it before. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, these will go here. These will go here. But if I could, this is fine. Yeah. If I could change and I could change it, but it's one of those things where it's not worth the shutdown time really. Um, yeah, and it's expensive. It's expensive because it would have to be moving water, cutting up concrete on the floor, all this other stuff, you know. Because if it was just simply dropping new outlets in places, that'd be easy. But I'd have to move all sorts of stuff. Um, but I, I would do that. And then I'd also uh, like I I built the front of the store, you know, myself because I didn't have a lot of money. I would have definitely I like the look of it, but I would have definitely rather someone um design it and and put it together to make it look a lot more professional are you glad that you did it like more on a shoestring budget like you did though like do you think that that could have strapped you financially if you would have spent quite a bit more money absolutely and it was one of those things where i don't think i started the trend but um i did the pallet wall remember that in 2016 yeah. dude and right after that i mean there's pallet walls kind of everywhere so it was kind of it kind of worked out because a lot of people were talking about the pallet wall you know something that i did on a budget just because i knew how to do it um and that was like a a big thing and what's cool is because i wrote the paper in college and i built the inside by myself that was like a selling point people loved that so I think it initially really, really helped me, you know, because um, people to this day, today, you know, five years later, I had someone come in and go, I read a, a article about you. That, did you write this as a paper? Like, yeah. And, you know, they asked yeah. what I built in there. Like, so that's, it's, 
one of those things that like something sometimes just because it's not the way you want it, it might be better for you. So let's say somebody had the courage to start a new business or they started it, but they're still in their infancy stages. What's something that really surprised you or something that you believe now that maybe other people don't believe, or maybe it was contrary to what most people told you say in college or whatever that you, you, I thought this, but it's actually, this is the way it is. Um, whether it's cash flow or whether it's employees or whatever it might be, you know, if somebody's started a business, but they've only been going for like two months, three months, something like that. What's something that, Hey, I thought this was the way it is, but you're about to get blindsided, you know, this much farther down the road. What's something that you could give some advice for? Um, my advice so would be kind of how you spend your time. Um, you know, uh, for the first two years I spent every day in the business, you know, doing that. And, uh, that's all I was doing is in the business, trying to make it better doing this, 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 this. And then I kind of had a, a life check. And, uh, when I stepped back and started doing other things and not making the business, the priority of my life, it was actually easier to work on and started growing and I started and enjoying it a little bit more. So I think when people start off, it's like, Hey, you have to work all the time. And you do, I mean, you do. But what I'm saying is have, have a deadline, you know, have a, well, when I get to this, I need to start, you know, doing other things like find some philanthropy to do or um, some benevolence or, you know, a hobby or something like that. And to be honest, because stepping out of there, um, you get to talk to more people, you get, you might get more ideas. You, uh, you're in the business so long, you don't get to see what other people are doing kind of thing. And I think getting out, kind of opens your eyes to what other people are doing, what's working. Um, you also, you know, you, if you don't have everything all the time, you kind of crave it. And, but when work's the most, the only thing on your mind all the time, one, it's hard to even appreciate your hard work. And then two, it's hard to, to enjoy selling that product, you know, and to come out with new things and new ideas. Cause you know, when I get, when I get stagnant, I, come up with a new way to market because it's exciting to me and I have to think. And then I try to come out with a new product because it's something else to sell, you know? Um, but the biggest thing is, is like, uh, you, when you start a business, you're going to have to be in there all the time, but you need to find ways to not be in there all the time as soon as possible. And that doesn't mean you're not working. What it means is, you're open for new ideas. If you're just in there all the time, you know, for a while, it took a while for me to not listen to anybody else's ideas, you know, cause I was in there just kind of ignorant. It's hard to, to work on your business when you're working in your it, business. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I know people told me that right when starting out and I was like, listen, I can't find anyone to work. I barely know what I'm doing. And when something breaks, I have to fix it. And, you know, I can't leave. I cannot leave. And uh, when I opened that second location, it forced me to at least leave a store, which gave me confidence. And, uh, whoa, crap. Oh, I can leave this store, so that means I can leave the other store, too. Exactly, which, and then getting out there and talking to people is nice. And I've been a part of, like, uh, those networking groups before and uh, stuff like that. I'm not necessarily... uh, preaching that I'm mainly kind of preaching go be around the people you want to be like, you know, you know, uh, go take them to lunch, do, do this and that go to places you like to shop and see what they do. You know, I, I've learned a, a lot from, from that side of things and it doesn't have to be in the same field. You know, you and me, we talk business all the time and are the difference of our product never even comes up because we all have the same problems, yeah. you know? Right. Do you think that I remember you going to a lot of that stuff to begin with, you know, networking stuff and the chambers and all that stuff. Do you think that that, I just noticed that you don't go to it as much, you know, we haven't actually talked about this, but do you think that that maybe wasn't a waste of time, but your time is better spent doing other things strictly for a business in a business context? Yeah. I mean, well, you have to be selfish with your money 
when it comes to to business you know like what you do with it has to have a return that's what businesses are you know it's not your own right. it's not your own money where you're you can just go do whatever you want with it you know when 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 we spend money from the business i want it to be somehow profitable in the end you know what i mean um yeah and with uh i, I mean i don't want to make this a diss session about chambers or networking groups but from from my experiences like it's a lot of the same people and you know everyone in there is trying to be selfish you know what i mean like i mean that's the point right. like, like you scratch my back i'll scratch yours kind of thing where i didn't really like that because i didn't want people to feel like they had to use my business because i was a part of this certain group i know that sounds silly because it sounds like a great idea but i like people like good repetitive business is made from relationships and product you know um and it's just hard to establish a relationship on a guilt trip. On a, on a full, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so getting out there, like, uh, like I got a lot of business doing some stuff with the children's hospital, you know, um, and that, and that was good. Was, there's good causes, but people, you know, we were out there both being, you know, unselfish and trying to help a good cause. And then we found that in common develop relationship business, you know, um right things like that that's the way I, I like it or just meeting other business people you know just going out there knowing that it's uh more authentic and real um i think has always always made better relationships um and what's cool about that is you know when they come in there they want to support your business instead of just ask for something because they know you you know what i mean um yeah so that's that's what i found was you know, getting out there and developing more uh, authentic relationships with, you know, fellow business people. What's well, something that you either heard from others about starting a business or something that you thought to be true that you completely um, disagree with? Can you say that again? I have no. some uh, headphone problems. <laughs> Are you good now? Yeah. What's something that you either heard that you now disagree with or um, something that people tell you or whatever it might be um, that you completely disagree with now about starting a business or something that you've changed your mind on? Well, I mean, I disagreed with everyone that told me about how hard it was and also it was going to be starting a business in the beginning. And now I believe. Did a lot of people tell you that? Oh, yeah. I was so negative. Um not only were, a lot of people were were against like that. It, I figured you'd get a lot of oh yeah, good luck, man. But you know, to your, but a lot of people said, "Well, the, what are you doing?" The people that didn't know what it was taking a business was like a popcorn store, and then the others were like, "Okay, you know." And then there's those people that have always cheered for me and that said, "You can do anything," you know. But then the business yeah. people were like, "Good luck," and I was like, "Oh crap, that doesn't make me too excited about what's next." Huh. And uh, they're like, it sucks, blah, blah, blah. And then I found out why. And, uh, um, but I think a lot of, I don't know, that conf that self-lack or false confidence I had in myself really kind of pushed me through all that. Um, but talking about, trying to think what, what I would disagree with, I'm pretty good about completely forgetting things I, should, I don't have to remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's that lack of or that false confidence you have yeah like or we keep saying false confidence i mean i guess that's a that would be an insult if i said false confidence. well no i mean well it was good confidence but <laughs> in the beginning it was false because i had nothing to base it on you know yeah i had no idea how to run a business i had no you know but that's why i tell people i was like it was false confidence but it worked you know kind of like uh you know if you dress like a job you want you know kind of just like yeah. that self-belief will get you there um yeah now that's not all you need of course <laughs> yeah. but but it helps um because i mean a lot of people i don't know i just didn't really listen it didn't take no no thought from anyone that didn't didn't think i could do it um luckily i surround myself with a lot of people that just kind of motivated me and the ones that were worried told me what they were worried about but no one's like you're an idiot you know 
Um, and if they did, <laughs> I forgot about them. So, <laughs> <laughs> bye, haters. Uh, okay, so if somebody asked you right now, you know, in the infancy stage, maybe they haven't even started their business, or maybe they're you know one month in, two months in. Say it's a restaurant. Say it's a you know small clothing store or an online store or something like that. Um, but either they haven't started it yet or they're in their infancy. What's something that every small business owner should either stop doing right now or start doing right now? They need to start marketing. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really get into marketing till later. Um, there's a quote I love. Um, it's, uh, if you're a business owner, you're a marketing business that sells said product. So, you know, I technically own a marketing business that markets popcorn. That's how the, I have to look at it or it ain't going to sell. Um, your, your product, and then also your product should be um, the second most thing you focus on. And this is what I've been preaching to a lot of my employees lately. Is Meaning what? Um, customer, What's first? Customer service. Um, I, I think that my customer, if my customer service is better than my product, I'll have a higher chance of getting that customer back every time. Um, so say you go to a restaurant, it's the best food you ever had. They treat you like crap. You know, you're going to leave there mainly focusing on that customer service. If there's a place that's mediocre, you love the people, you're going to go there most of the time. And if the product is awful and they're nice, well, you're probably not going to talk bad about them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so, true. So um, what I'm saying is like, I believe our product's good. Everyone, will everyone like it? No. But one thing we do have control over is everyone enjoying them coming in there. You know what I mean? So not everyone's going to like popcorn. Not everyone's going to like all of our flavors. But if they come in there and they have a good experience, they're going to tell people about it. And that's what we can control. And, you know, if I am working my tail off trying to get people into our business and then they don't get treated right, then it's a waste of my time and the people I have paying. So um, I think, of course, you have to have a good product, but your main focus needs to be on your customer service once you have that product, you know. Uh, of course, if you don't have a product and you're working in customer service, then that's pointless. But um, so that that's kind of what I've been preaching a lot lately. And I'm not saying I'm not spending time on my the product I'm selling. It's just what what's a good product if you don't have you know good people on there icing on top, you know. Well, plus a lot of people have different tastes and yeah, exactly. different, especially when, as it relates to food, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That, but customer service is pretty non-negotiable. I mean, I guess people could have difference of opinion of, you know, oh. that, that is nice and that's not, you know, but yeah, you're not going to please um, everyone. That's for sure. Oh, especially hey. with different with however many different flavors of popcorn. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's another thing that uh, people are going to get a little gun shy of. Uh, you're not going to please everyone and you need to accept that, you know, because I remember yeah. in the beginning when someone went like a flavor, I would lose my mind because I was like, why, you know, blah, blah, or, and then, you know, look at the sales and well, 900 people like this flavor. I'm not going to change it for one. Well, it's similar to what you were talking about earlier with, um, you know, having the ability to leave a store and knowing that. <laughs> it's not going to completely fall apart and it might, but it's never going to be as bad as you, you know, first thought, you know, or whatever mm -hmm. it might be. I think that that's kind of goes along with that same deal that some people might hate it, but 900 people might like it. You mm -hmm. have to be okay. If you put yourself out there, you have to be okay with a little bit of, you know, scrutiny, whether it's a flavor or customer service or, you know, an employee was rude while you were gone or exactly. whatever it might be. Yeah. The more you put yourself out there, the more, <laughs> you're going to have insults too. Oh yeah. And they'll come. And that's the other thing about if you really, really train your employees on customer service, it's more comforting when the issue arises because you, you'll, you, you'll be able to have your employees backs, you know, cause yeah. that, that's your, you're saying like a trust. Yeah. So, you know, if someone says, you know, this person treat me like this, uh, I really want to be on my, my team's side, you know, 
and when I call them, you know, I get their side of the story and, you know, most of the time it's, it wasn't them, you know, and that's what I want, you know, and I'm not saying like, you know, the customers are always right kind of deal. Like, you know, if there was a real issue, I want to fix it, but I don't want it to be because of an employee, you know, I want it because that's things I can control. If someone doesn't like the popcorn, a kernel got stuck in their tooth, happened to be burnt or, you know, something like that. Those are things that we can fix, but, um, you know, a, a bad, a bad experience due to how they're treated. We can't fix that, you know? So I want, I want to be able to rely on those people that are going to handle situations. All right. Speaking of, uh, talking about employees and like trusting them and stuff like that. Um, I, I gotta get the exact statistic because, um, it's mind blowing. I need to look it up and just make sure I'm right on this, but I believe the statistic is 94% of all businesses in uh, the United States are actually that do less than 1 million in sales. So 94% actually do less than a million in sales, which is like almost all of them, which is crazy, you know, cause you hear about these deca million, you know, dollar businesses. Um, so I would assume if a business is doing less than a million that the majority of businesses have, you know, very small staffs, you know, whether it's two or three or five or whatever. And I actually know a ton of businesses, especially in the feed industry and stuff like that, that will have, you know, one or two or three, they might have hired a few people, but they actually like shut down when they go on say vacation or whatever it might be. Um, and I know like, like we both do, I think you like, you know, ebb and flow going back and forth on this, you know, um, just like I do, there's times where, you know, you are the opener and the closer and all that. But what would you say to somebody that I feel like that's such a chasm to get over that I'm just not going to hire people anymore because I'm just going to do it myself. Like, I feel like that is probably 94% of people would say that you know, cause they've, they've tried to hire, they've tried to hire, they've tried to hire. And I know that you've gone back and forth, you know, with that, but what would you say to somebody that does that seeing the other side? I know you've seen the other side of it before. Is it worth it? Is it not? I mean, where do you stand on that? Um, I guess it's depending on your point of having a business. Um, is it all about how much you get or is it about the the time benefits you know um you know i i'm i'm in i i'm in the business because i thought it would be easier to control my time you know to to do things i I need to do outside of it you know whether it's you know um my christian duties you know family duties things like that i never wanted to be restricted by that and that's a little ironic because that's exactly what a business can do um, but, uh, but if, if you, if you run it correctly and you, you get those employees that, uh, and that's the, the hard part is when you don't have employees, you, if you want to keep it running, you got to do that. But, um, that's where I would be on the different side is like, I'll, I'll never throw my hands up and go, I'll just do it myself. Um, because that's the, that's the opposite of the reason why I got into business, you know? Um, so you know, people that want to do that, I know people that do that and, you know, maybe their, their motivations are different than mine, but mine was to, you know, I, you never control of anything, of course, but I could have somewhat control over my work time, um, the money we make and, uh, you know, my time for things I need to do. And, you know, when I have employees, I can work hard freely and, you know, if it's sailor's birthday, I can go you know, or sometimes I'll be on my way to Sailor's birthday party and have to go back to work. <laughs> yeah. But, but it, it, that's the cool part of it. You know, uh, you think it all just comes down to your ambition or, it, it, or what you want to do with your business? Exactly. So if my goal was to just become as rich as possible, I would have the least amount of employees and I'd work all the time. But my goal is I have a good running business that I don't need to be there that I want to continue to grow but if I have kids and they're in football and it's the middle of the day, I get to go watch it, you know? Um, you know, I'm also in control. I'll never be open on Sundays, you know? 
how I always get to go to church on Wednesday nights, stuff like that. That's that's the things that motivate me. And, uh, you know, and, and for that, I need employees. Um, I'm not in control of getting them, but <laughs> I don't know, it sounds weird, but I should be, but it's not the way it works right now. And uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, and then the, the people that, uh, that that you're talking about that say throw their hands up and they end up running it themselves. I've never met a happy one. You know, they're usually yeah. quite frustrated. And that's what I meant earlier with your time is like, don't make your job who you are. Just make sure you keep it what you do. And uh, um, because if you define yourself by your work, well, it's not always going to hug you back. You know, there's ups and downs and loss and price increase and, and struggle and find employees, you know, all that stuff. So I think it's just tough for some people because they will basically go and, and have a bad experience with an employee and they throw their hands up and say, I don't want to jack with that anymore. It's easier if I just do it myself. Mm -hmm. Well, you're, you're just choosing your hard. You're going to have, you know, that's what I've come to the conclusion of is, it's going to be hard to be the guy that opens every day and closes every day and not be able to call anyone. And you can never take a day off, even if you're sick, because you're the only person that works in there. That's hard. It's also hard when someone calls in and it catches you unexpectedly and you know, you just spent three months training them or whatever it might be. That's also hard. I'm not saying that's not hard, but it's going to be hard either way. Yeah. <laughs> you're just choosing you're hard. And a lot of times I think it's that predictability. You know, it, it's hard when an employee quits because it's very unpredictable. You didn't know that was coming. Um, you know, but that might be something there's probably other ways around that. And, you know, as far as, you know, saving up money to have a backup, you know, and, and being able to pay backup people and all that. But I think, you know, it's, it's exactly what you're, I agree with you hundred percent is that you're just choosing why did you open the business? You know, if it was just, I just don't want to have a boss. Well then fine, <laughs> run it yourself. You know, but if, if your goal was, and I think that's most people's goal is to, I want to make more money or, you know, um, have a level of freedom that I can, you know, do what I want when I want, you know, and that type of stuff. But then they get sucked into it three months later, you know, because three employees quit. They're like, man, screw this employee thing. I think that you're just choosing your difficulties, you know, in a way that you're going to open and close a store every day, whatever that might be, or run it yourself or whatever. Yeah. And I've, and I've been there. I'm sure you've been there where you said, forget this. I'm going to do it myself for a while, you know, so many times and, yeah. and I've done that, but I did it to where I was like, I'm going to do this until I figure out I'm going to work this. And then hopefully while doing it, I can figure out the type of employee I need to find next. You know, so doing the hands-on, that's helped me a lot. It's like, oh, I had this type of person doing this job. I need this type of person. Right. And uh, so that kind of helped a lot when I when I figured that out uh, on a couple of positions. Like doing it for a while, you're like, oh, well, that's why it didn't work out. I had the wrong type of person back here. Yeah, you, you get better as a trainer too, mm -hmm. I think. Or you get better as a hiring person. Like you're saying, you know, um, you know who to look for more, whether it's, you know, you needed a, a person that was lower or you needed, you know, I found that before, like, oh, I need like an assistant manager. I was just trying to get like a warehouse person and promote, you know, I didn't realize like you can actually look for an assistant manager. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't, there's stuff like that, that you, you hire better and you um, sometimes train better too. I found myself, Yo, yeah. you know, putting too much on people too soon or, or whatever it might be. Yeah. And that's, what's been cool. Like, and that's what I struggled with was having sympathy for people to learn in the beginning. Um, because I started, like I had to learn it all my myself, you know? So when people struggle, I was like, listen, no one taught me. And it took me a while to like, kind of get over that. But, uh, that, yeah, I mean, the more you do, the, the easier it is to, you know, understand the employee like that undercover boss thing. Like I do that every day. Like I, I work in the store every day. So it's not like I don't know what people are going through. And that's what, uh, it's kind of hard to relate to employees sometimes. I don't know why, but, uh, sometimes business owners get immediately thrown into some sort of dictator 
appearance, you know, where in fact we're like, we're employers that started a small business trying to do stuff, giving people, we made a something that I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but we made something that provides more jobs. You know, people come in there to work, get money, you know, and uh, that's, you know, what we're trying to do is just try to make the business the best it can. And we need employees, you know? Yeah. And uh, so, um, and that's what I always, you know, tell a lot of my employees is like, yeah, you're doing the, like, you're doing this even though I'm here because that's why you're here. <laughs> yeah. If, if you weren't here, of course I'd do it, but you're here. So you're getting paid and uh, stuff like that. And, uh, and, but, you know, I still, I still go to the, the stores early and do a lot of cooking and doing all that stuff. So I'm definitely doing a lot of, you know, employee work still, you know, five years in and I don't mind, you know, uh, but it'd be nicer if I could have a, you know, full staff all the time where I could literally focus on growing that business marketing wise. And, uh, so I can't imagine saying, forget it and just doing it myself because I think the business would be stagnant until I change my mind. I don't see, yeah. I don't see it growing if I decided I'm just going to do it all. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a big challenge with, with saying that. All right. Last question. If you had to give one piece of advice to someone who is either feeling plateaued, maybe they're that person that we're talking about that, um, you know, refuses to hire somebody or whatever it might be, or maybe it's somebody that's just starting out, or maybe it's somebody that's, you know, like we're talking about, they're wanting to take that step. They want to quit their job or they, they want to start that business or whatever it might be. And you had to give them one piece of advice. What would you give? Um, well, to the stagnant person, cause I can, re I can relate to that is small changes. I mean, um, change your website, change your logo, change the way your story looks, uh, come out with something new. I mean, change makes things exciting. And being a business owner, I I've realized that, you know, it it's tough, but you have to come up with everything. You know, there's not going to be a new item or a new idea without you. Um, can you rob those from other people? Yeah, that's why I said go hang out with people you look up to, you know. You don't have to literally come up with the idea from nothing. Go talk to people, see what they're doing. Um, so I would, sometimes when I get stagnant, I'll change the way the story looks. It makes me excited coming in there because it's, it's unfamiliar. It looks different, you know. I have to kind of second look at everything. I do that all the time. Um, it's, it sounds small, but mentally it's huge. Um, I mean, y'all shift your product around all the time because it, it does something for the customer too, because they have to look at different things and, uh, it, yeah. it feels like a new experience. You know, if you go in the same thing, you know, we did it with our rooms growing up as kids. That's where I remembered it. You know, I, I remember being in the store one day thinking like, damn. And, uh, I remember when I was little, I rearranged my room and I came in a room, felt like I had a brand new room. So, you know, I change yeah. up my business and it feels like, oh, it changes good. up your habits yeah, and exactly. your everything too. Yeah, it feels the real. way you take care of it. Yeah, it, it sounds small, but I think mentally it's pretty good. Um, to the person that uh, is just starting their business, good luck. I mean, <laughs> it, dude, are you the naysayer? I'm not the naysayer. I'm just saying, like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's difficult, you know? Uh, yeah. It's, you don't really get to enjoy a lot of it until later. I mean, I guess you have to. Why, why, why do you, would you ever work for somebody else? No. Okay. I say the same thing. So now why? Because everyone says like, wolf, you know, good luck, man. It's kind of miserable sometimes, but everyone also says, yeah, I can never work for somebody else. Yeah. Well, what I meant, why? Well, here, I'll, I'll clarify real quick about starting a business. It's because usually they're extremely, I'm going to use the cliche, they're go-getters. They, you know, they're used to some form of success. That's why they have the confidence to do it. And right when you open a business, it's it takes a while for it to be considered successful for you. Do you know what I mean? Financially? Yeah, yeah. 
and uh and so like it's just it's tough because you'll question if you're if you did the right thing for a couple years you know um and it's one of those things like my advice to someone starting off was don't talk to other people about what they make (laughs) 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 hey focus on you man you know grow grow that bank account because the first couple years financially are struggle you know (laughs) um they are uh my paychecks when i started getting them went straight out you know apartment and vehicle and that was that uh but uh you know focus on you and and it'll it'll work but i think just the the worry about the future and those slow days in the beginning are awful where now you can kind of predict them and you're used to them you know they'll bounce back but in the beginning you know when people don't go in there for a week you're just like i'm done i'm done i'm going to be in debt for the rest of my life yeah you know um and then uh why i would never work for someone else is uh it would be i feel like um I think one would be easier because I want I'd only have to I've thought about that so many times like I would love to just go clock in do my duties and bounce you know when I clock out it's over um but I think I'm too ambitious you know I like owning my own business I have you know I can grow until I don't want to anymore um I can take risk I can do all that stuff and then uh I think that's the exact same thing. Cause I've always said like the thing that drives me crazy is it, I don't want a ceiling. Yeah. If you work for somebody else, you can see the ceiling, unless you're like some sort of partner or whatever, you can see the ceiling. Yeah. It's the person above you, (laughs) whether that's the owner or whether that's just like the guy that's been there 30 years or whatever. That's what drives me crazy is like, I can see the ceiling. I'm like, Oh, I know how much he makes or about what he makes or whatever it might be. And I know I can't make more than him because he's my boss. And so I think if the opportunity was right, you know, where there was no ceiling, whether your name is on the business or not, you know, I'm sure you're kind of like me. If there was a right opportunity where there was no ceiling, I could grow how I wanted to grow and I got to make (laughs) full autonomy, you know, decisions, you know, it's kind of, but at the end of the day, that's owning a business. So Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And like, and mine's the competitive nature of it too, you know, like, uh, like if that's it, like, well, like, how am I going to be motivated? You know? And I think there's some people that yeah. that's perfect for it. It's just not me. I just like, cause I mean, you and me talk about it, like, I'm only five years in and I kind of like, I wonder if I could do another business too. <laughs> right. And it's just like, yeah. and we're like sitting here how crazy busy we are, but I just think that's why like some people are, are made for it and, and some aren't. And that doesn't mean you'll be successful. You know what I mean? Like, do you think it's genetic? Genetic? Yeah. I think a lot of that. Has- like, do you think some people, like your personality, like if you don't have a certain personality, you can't own a business <laughs> genetically? Well, I don't know if it's genetic or just situational, like how you raised and timing, stuff like that. Um, I'm not sure because there's some people that are like, I have no idea. Like, I never want to own a business. And I'd be like, well, I never want to work for anybody. And I don't know. I don't know. That is crazy. I don't know if it's genetic or not. I think it's, I think it's kind of like athletics. Like, there is a certain portion that, you know, like you can play on a certain level no matter what. Like, I think everyone could own their own business, AKA own their own job. Like, I think everyone could have a one-man shop or a two-man shop or most people, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's selling stuff online or, you you know, whatever it might be. I think that almost everybody could do that to some capacity. But I think, like, growing a business, like, past a certain amount, you know, like, the amount that you have or whatever that you have the ability to stomach a certain amount of criticism or bad things or whatever it might be that that's – there's some – I think – there's some genetics to that, that you have the, uh, you have the personality to stomach that stuff. Yeah. Some people can't do that. Hey, so honestly though, I think owning a business for a couple of years will callous you. You know, I think it's hard. To yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I think some of it is a learned behavior, yeah. you know, but I think y- you were predisposed to feel that way 
to begin with. Yeah. You are already in, in high school, you were that way yeah. of, I don't care what they think, you know, or whatever it might be. So I think that, yes, I think you can grow in that just like an Olympic athlete or a professional athlete. They were genetically gifted in a ton of different ways. Yeah. However, they also had to grow in what they were already genetically gifted. in. that's what I'm saying is I think, I think there's a certain point that just like me, like the way I see numbers or whatever it might be like, or my personality or your personality or whatever, there's a certain portion of that, that you are genetically gifted with. Now you've grown in it a ton, mm -hmm. but I do think that some people have, you know, that some people can only grow to a certain amount if they can't stomach like the behind the scenes, oh, you yeah, know, you're portion. Yeah, you're they can never go past one location or, you know, X number of employees yeah. or whatever it might be. Yeah, you're right. So you're, yeah, you're saying there's not like a business owner gene, but it's like, there's a type of person that, that can do it. Yeah. You have to have difficult conversations. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be okay with a certain amount of criticism. You have to, be somewhat decent with numbers and budgeting and you know what I mean? Like there's a certain amount of all those skills that you have to have. Now somebody could have hardly any of those skills at all. And I'm not saying they can't own a business. I'm just saying, I don't think you could have that big of a business if you don't have some of those, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. things. I think you do have to have a, a few of those genetics um, before now everybody can grow in everything, of course, mm -hmm. but how much you can grow like <laughs> you know or at least that's how i feel yeah i i can i understand hey thank you so much for listening to another episode of the better business podcast with me your host steve cook you know starting or growing a business is hard work so i hope that today's advice made it just a little bit easier for you We'll be sharing more about this exact topic all this week on my social platforms. You can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, or if you would like to get a, a personalized blog post from me on this topic, you can join my email list and I will send you an email once a week. You can check the show notes to subscribe to that or find me on my website, whatever's easier for you. Now get out there and go grow a better business with this advice from today's Real Pros. Thank you for listening.